Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites. I'm your host, Colin Zhu, and welcome to another episode. Thank you for chiming in. Uh, I have a great guest for you today. Um, I'm exhilarated to have him here. So this is Pat McCauley. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Say hi to everyone, Pat. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. Um, so Pat is a social and serial entrepreneur. Um, he is a speaker. He just gave a uh, TEDx talk. Um, and he is um, a pretty well-known author. And uh, he is doing a lot, a lot of great things. And I'm so excited to be able to share his story um, about his journey uh, in the plant-based world and what you know what he's up to now these days. So, Pat, thank you again for coming on. Um, the first question is, can you tell a little bit to the audience, you know, how you got here? Um, I'm really interested in people's stories and you know what they've uh, you know kind of gathered and learned over the years. And you know, I know that you're very heavily um, into your plant-based lifestyle, but I also know that you know it didn't start out like that. So, can you? Tell us um, how you got here. Yeah, definitely. So I um, I grew up in sort of an average middle class family, um, you know, Irish Catholic family, big family. Uh, I was one of eight kids. So for me, you know, all I really knew uh, was meat and potatoes and standard American diet and, you know, whatever mom could cook in bulk for all of us. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I ate pretty similar to what most kids, um, you know, growing up these days still eat. And, uh, I was an athlete growing up too. So, um, you know, I, I ended up getting pretty serious into athletics and played, uh, football in college. And, um, you know, I was just always drilled because of athletics as well. Um, and as kind of a, young teenage, uh, boy trying to put on some muscle and be the best of my sport. I was always told, you know, high protein, right. That was kind of Mm -hmm, the standard, mm -hmm. which, you know, it still is, I think largely to an extent. And that's really what I followed because, you know, that's just what everybody I put my trust in told me from my coaches to my nutritionists, even the nutritionists, you know, in college, I had access to some pretty solid nutritionists and, you know, the same story throughout my life, high protein. Um, you know, when I wanted to get super fit, it was high protein, low carb. Um, and I ate, you know, what I was told and I ate a lot, a lot better. I was always kind of like the the health freak. I ate, you know, my standard day was four eggs in the morning, you know, a salad at lunch with some chicken or steak on it. Uh, steak and potatoes for dinner or chicken breast and broccoli, that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. that was my norm. And I was, you know, I followed it to a T like, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person, if you 
you know, I, I commit to things and I, you know, go all in and I was all in on what I thought was best for my body. And, um, yeah, so after college, uh, and after my sport ended was when I really started to dive more into, um, nutrition simply because mm -hmm. I was just at a point where I was working so hard to mm. maintain my health and how I wanted to look, um, mm. you know, throughout my life, I had had allergies. I had had asthma, you know, carried around, uh, in, right. in an inhaler to practices. I carried an EpiPen. Uh, if I was going anywhere near cats, um, I had, you know, skin problems. I had joint pain. Yeah. I, I had a doctor tell me I had, in my left knee, the knee of a 65 year old when I was, you know, 22 in my, you know, senior year of playing football and all, mm. all those things I blamed on my sport. Um, what, uh, what position did you play? I played quarterback mm. mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. And, and, and I blamed, I really blamed all that stuff on sports. I was kind of like, Oh, you know, you know, you played this, this, high contact sport for 15 years, you know, you're just going to have to live with the joint pain, you know, mm. you're, you're beat up, you're, you know, whatever. And it wasn't until like the sport was removed and I wasn't active five hours a day, uh, that I really started questioning what I was putting in my body. It's kind of like the definition of insanity. How many times am I going to try this high protein thing yeah. and not get the results I want and not feel good? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I got to a point where I, I decided to try something different. And for me, that was replacing my eggs in the morning with a green smoothie. I mm -hmm. found a recipe online from some guy on Facebook or Instagram and uh, just gave it a shot. And that was sort of like the gateway drug, if you will, uh, for mm -hmm. me to, to plant-based. And um, yeah, when I think back, it was the first meal probably in my life of hundred mm. percent raw whole plant foods. Mm. Um, you know, that was not messed with and it, it just blew me away. And as somebody who, you know, as an athlete, you know, how things feel in your body. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I had that green smoothie, you know, things just started working differently, digestion, mm. skin clearing up, sleeping better, just, just that one change. Um, mm. and, and it led me down this path of sort of asking questions and uh, trying things out. And um, I went through sort of this few month period of, you know, if if I if I ate something that didn't make me feel as that, as good as that green smoothie, I just cut it out of my life. And mm. um, you it's know, a nice barometer to have. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I stepped back after th that few month period, and you know, I didn't really know it at the time. I didn't know any vegans. I didn't know what a plant-based diet was really. Um, and I just stepped back and looked and I was eating all plant-based and yeah. from there, you know, my, my health just started to change drastically. You know, all, yeah. all, all these things I had lived with my entire life, just slowly getting better and better and better to the point where, you know, no more pills, no more creams, no more inhalers, mm. no more EpiPens. I mean, it was, it just totally changed the course of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. As a, as a physician, we see, you know, a whole host of, you know, just chronic related issues. And, um, you know, there's a lot of 
similarities and overlaps to these. Um, I'm curious for ones that are not, um, for our audience members that are not um, athletes, you know, was your performance um, affected um, or were you just feeling just more like physical symptoms um, when you were playing football at the time? Um, when, so I didn't, I didn't make the transition while playing football. I see. But I made it uh, a couple years post football, but I was still, you know, I still consider myself an athlete. You know, I'm a big, mm-hmm. big runner, big cyclist, um, still lift weights, you know, a few mm-hmm. days a week and, you know, I'm doing something every day and right. my performance in terms of that absolutely changed. Yeah. Um, and you, you said you had less joint pain and, um, you know, less, uh, probably your recovery was a lot better, right. And the soreness and the muscle aches afterwards. A hundred percent. And that was something like I couldn't believe because I wasn't doing again, what I was always told, I wasn't doing the whey protein shakes after workouts. And, you know, I was doing like smoothies and juices and things like that. And mm-hmm. yeah, my body just started to recover so much faster something I noticed big time was just my ability to breathe, believe, believe yeah. it or not. And I would, mm-hmm. I would go out for a run and just feel so light and so full of oxygen. You know, I was just shattering, you know, personal bests on runs and bike rides and, um, within a matter of weeks of changing. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is that, you know, we find that, uh, you know, plant-based uh, uh, sources also help with uh, the immune system as well. And then when your immune system gets stronger, your ability to recognize um, certain uh, uh, substances as foreign or not foreign comes into play. So to add to your point about, you know, the chronic allergies and people with asthma and, you know, just other seasonal allergies and just more of um, what we call atopic diseases, you know, it actually improves. Um, and so that's, uh, I find that to be, uh, that's awesome, you know, that, you know, you experience that, you know, for yourselves. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure, you know, you being in football, you know, there's been a lot of accounts, people um, in the NFL that go through the exact same thing of the rigorous trainings and things like that. And, Personally, I'm still waiting for the movie to come out. Uh, you probably already heard the documentary for the Game Changers, um, uh, done by James Cameron and others, and uh, it just highlights a lot of these professional athletes just going vegan and then documenting how well uh, they actually feel and perform afterwards. Yeah, I've been waiting for that documentary too. I saw the, <laughs> I saw the trailer like over a year ago and got got all jacked up. I was like, "This is going to change uh, culture here." Come on, let's yeah. get this going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. So tell me, um, t- tell tell me, like what what has led you to uh, where you are now? Um, you know, you uh, you started your own podcast. Um, it seems like you uh, doc, you know you uh, interview a lot of um, different people that go through very similar journeys as yourself. Um, you know, you have a, a, a restaurant um, uh, with partners uh, based out of Boston, I believe, um, and it's based off of uh, plant-based cuisine and uh, beer and 
you know, it just sounds great. Can you share the audience uh, what you've been up to right now? Yeah. So at the time of sort of my transition to plant-based and all this stuff was happening to me, I was in the craft beer world. Um, I had started a, a small craft brewery south of Boston with a couple guys. And at the time was totally like, you know, my dream and mm. I loved it. And um, at the same time, I'm going through this like drastic, you know, awakening, if you will, uh, to the foods I put in my body. And when I had the experience, I just couldn't believe that nobody had ever shared it with me. Mm. Um, you know, no doctor, any anybody had, you know, given me the information that I now had. And, you know, I, I left my job at the brewery and, um, you know, just committed the next six months to learning more about it. And mm. the more I dug, you know, the more uh, people I followed, the, you know, more nutrition information I gathered, you know, I, I learned how to read nutrition studies for myself. That was kind of a big step for me. And then, um, yeah, finding guys like Dr. Neil Bernard and um, Dr. Michael Greger and um, mm -hmm. all these guys that are doing such amazing work. But still, I, I just felt I, I felt a calling to, you know, share my story mm -hmm. impacted my health. Yeah, I just felt a responsibility to do it. And the more I learned about plant-based nutrition and the information we have on nutrition, yeah, the more I felt called to to do something about it. So from there, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, really. I knew it was something in that world and sharing the message and sharing the power of it. And um, I started, I wrote a book, then I started the podcast. Yeah, after that was trying to figure out, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and, um, you know, always have been and have started a few different businesses. And I wanted to pair kind of my newfound knowledge and um, passion with, with my day to day. And what I found here in Boston, having gone plant-based, um, you know, three, four years ago now, there wasn't any hip, cool plant-based place in Boston. Yeah. You, know, you kind of, yeah, have, I was about, yeah, I was about to ask, what was the market like, you know, for, for that, you know, back in the day? Yeah, it's still, it's still pretty similar. Like you have the fast casual concepts that, you know, some of the listeners might know, like by Chloe, um, Clover is a big one in Boston. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, there, there, there's a, you know, even sweet green and, and sort of ones that cater to the plant-based crowd. They're all fast casual. It's kind of go in there, eat your food quick and, and head out. Um, yeah. and, it, and then you sort of have like the hole in the wall, mom and pop sort of OG plant-based spaces that have, uh, that are on the outskirts of Boston, um, and you got to go out of your way for that are kind of date nighty, you know, and they're not, uh, mm. they're, they're what you would expect for a plant-based spot, right? They're, right. they're, you know, more like dine-in restaurant. Yeah. Dine-in and a lot of them are a little hippie-ish with like Buddhas and, you know, mm. it's, it's what the average person who knows nothing about vegan or plant-based thinks, right? So. Right. It's like very out there, right? <laughs> right. Right. It fits it fits the stereotype. Yeah. So I was like, all right, there's there's this opportunity here. And on top of that, like, um, you know, I had so many friends and family that I started sharing this information with. And I just saw time and time again, you know, so many being interested in it and wanting mm -hmm. to put their best foot forward, but 
so many people, you know, not, not many people are like me that just will uproot their, their sure. habits and, and their way of eating and, and their social life and things like that. Sure. Um, so, you know, no matter how much inf information I gave them and wanted the best for them and their health, uh, if it wasn't convenient, if it wasn't fun, if they had to sacrifice their night out with their spouse or their family, they just weren't going to stick with it. So, yeah. uh, that led me to the restaurant to rewild and, um, you know, what I call social plant-based dining, um, and providing, you know, foods people are used to pizza, burgers, tacos, typical foods you would find in a beer hall kind of comfort food. Yeah. Comfort food. And then also, you know, having, um, things for the whole food plant-based super health conscious person as well. Um, yeah, in, in, in doing so in an approachable manner, we just want to be the hip restaurant, you know, the plant-based yeah. is, is almost secondary, you know, yeah. um, in, in a, in a place that is welcoming to everybody and it's just, yeah, cool spot to be in. You know, you just happen to be eating a little bit better for you, much better mm -hmm. for the planet. And, um, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. And I like how the fact that, you know, you, um, you know, wanted to make more of the, the enhancing the dining experience, right? Like for me, I was, uh, you know, trained as a chef in between medical school and residency and, you know, got to, you know, live in the world for a little bit, uh, amongst everything else. And, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, very important to have the ambiance, the environment, um, uh, basically everything that ties together. And I love the fact that, you know, you are focusing more of the dining experience and actually having, you know, more of the community, you know, because I feel like, you know, um, and you, pr you probably would agree that, you know, we are very a fast paced, you know, society, you know, and, you know, obviously you have businesses that cater to this, you know, with the fast casual. And so, you know, what you're doing is allowing people to, hey, come back to the table at the end of the day, you know, no matter where you are in the world, no matter, you know, what you believe in, what you whatever you do, everything happens at the table, right? Everything happens at the dinner table. So it's, you know, I think it's awesome, the fact that, you know, you're creating not only that, but you're also adding in, you know, plant-based elements where people who might not be, you know, they're, you know, they're novices or the amateurs at it, and they just probably want more of an introduction versus, you know, people that are, you know, already, uh, already, uh, knees deep in it and, you know, they can find a spot like that. So that's awesome. I really applaud you for that. Yeah. Thank you. And, and yeah, to, to piggyback on sort of the back to the table and the social experience, you know, that I think is a, critical part of, of health, you know, of, um, community and so, you know, something you see in the blue zones and, yep. you know, yep. people eating dinner together every night. And so that definitely, uh, is something we wanted to create as well. You know, a place that there's always something going on. You can come in and hang out with, um, with other people, you know, <laughs> instead of grabbing, yeah. food, <laughs> grab your food and, and head back to the office. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what was, uh, I wanted to go back to a point about, you know, your family and friends and, um, you know, you know, when you were making this transition, you know, and it's kind of like the analogy I give, uh, for, for people that for patients, you know, for example, you know, have made this healthy lifestyle behavior change, you know, like yourself with, um, you know, with, with eating, and then you go back, 
you know, to your social circles and everyone is doing the exact same thing. So I use the analogy of, you know, uh, someone quitting smoking, right? And then they go back to their circle of friends that still smoke. What was that like for you? Um, you know, have you been able to, you know, uh, you know, kind of, you know, transition, you know, a couple of people out of there or, you know, was it, you know, still difficult, you know, where are they now, you know, for audience members that, you know, they're, they're kind of like, you know what, I'm making a transition. I would love to start. I have resources in front of me, but, you know, my environment is, uh, you know, kind of resistant. You know, I think this is one of the main reasons more people don't, you know, change their habits is because of their environment. For me, it just comes down to confidence, right? You know, you just have to be confident in what you're doing and trust what you're doing. And I always tell people that, you know, want to make a positive change in their life and they're, and they're in an environment that might not support it, is to just remind yourself, you know, with your friends and family, like what, why you're, why you're there in the first place, right? If it, mm-hmm. if it has to do with the food, then your relationships probably suck, Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you're going home for family dinner to be with your family and to be with mm-hmm. your friends and to have that experience around the people that are closest to you in your life. So mm-hmm. if you can, you know, put that in perspective and remember that and just do what you got to do. If you want to, you know, make your own meal before and and, and bring it and then just have a, a beer or, or a drink with everybody and, and still hang out. You don't even have to have that, you know, again, it's not about that. Um, and just, you know, put it in perspective why you're going to the Thanksgiving party. You know, if it's about the Turkey, again, your, your relationships probably aren't great. So, um, that's why I encourage people, you know, remind yourself why you're going, why you're hanging with those people. And maybe that'll open up a whole nother, uh, door that maybe some of these people you should maybe hang out with less and, Mm-hmm. Um, if there are people that don't support you trying to better your health and better your life, then yeah. they're probably not good people to have in your life anyway. And I'm not saying cut out family and friends. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe you find another crowd that you spend more time with that when you say, Hey, I'm going to, you know, try this plant-based thing that, you know, those people are, yeah, go for it. You know, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let me, let me know if I can help, you know? And I think people overthink it too. Um, you know, your, your family's going to love you. Your, your friends, if they're your friends, they're going to love you no matter what you eat. And you'll find over time might be a little weird and a learning curve at first, but, <laughs> but you'll, you'll find, you know, a year down the road or six months down the road that, yeah. Oh, they know, they know Pat's coming over. So, you know, they're making some vegan lasagna, you know, mm. and, and then all of a sudden the family starts to cook differently and they're like oh that vegan lasagna was real good and mm-hmm. you know and it, i've seen it in my family and i have a huge family and you know anytime i'm over it's 100 percent vegan when i'm not over mm. when i'm not over it's probably 90 percent. you know <laughs> like they love it and uh um, yeah yeah so but yeah i mean like you know getting that 10 percent you know before it was probably 100 you know maybe just meat and potatoes like you say and then it went down to like 90 percent. hey at least you're starting somewhere right absolutely yeah yeah so yeah that's awesome uh that's a really really good tip um you know usually for me i would piggyback on that saying 
you know, I tell the patient, you know, what are your priorities? You know, like, is your priority is your health or is your priority to, you know, uh, listen to all these all these other people that are not, you know, for example, suffering the way you're suffering, you know, like using your examples of having these chronic allergies or having joint pain or just not feeling well over time. You know, is it is it your your um, priority to, you know, kind of uh, just maintain these relationships that's not benefiting you or do you want to make make do with your health, you want to do it well, you know, so, so in a way, it's almost like prioritizing, like you, you know, said, um, eloquently, you know, just, you know, figure out what's important to you. And, you know, we're not saying to burn bridges, but, you know, you want to be able to, to do things that are um, helpful and beneficial for you as well. For sure. Totally agree. Hey, guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Um, so yeah, so uh, I definitely want to conclude. Um, I think this has been great. Um, I would say if you had a time machine, right, and knowing what you know now, right, and you are able to go back in time to the earlier version of yourself, you know, probably in the middle of your football season um, or career or, you know, when you were at the peak of having these symptoms or just the earlier version of yourself, you know, where, you know, what would you say, you know, um, to yourself back then if you had a chance to go back and picking backing off of that for those that are in transition, similar to, um, you know, changing that environment, you know, what three tips would you give to others that are in transition or, you know, what would you tell them to start? I'll, I'll answer that time machine one first. I think I'd, I, I'd, uh, tell myself a few things. One, I'd, I'd say, you know, your body has all it needs to heal itself, to repair itself. Um, you know, you don't need, you don't need to throw all this crap at it just because you worked out for an hour. You don't, mm. you don't need to, you know, give your body work, you know, aid it, aid it in doing that work, you know, with, with good nutrition and good sleep and other good habits, but don't get in its way of, of healing yeah. itself. And the more you throw into it constantly, you know, I used to be on that, you know, eat every two hours plan, you know, mm. keep, keep the mm -hmm. metabolism going, keep you know, protein down the hatch, you know, which, <laughs> which will lead to my next, uh, which will lead to my next point. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. Just understand that your body knows how to heal itself and just do everything you can to aid that, um, and do everything you can to get out of its way otherwise. And then number two, those macronutrient words, protein, carbs, fat to, get those out of your life, remove them from your vocabulary, vocabulary. Mm -hmm. They're, they're misleading you. You know, all you see when you have a piece of chicken or a piece of steak or a burger is, is X grams of protein. When you have a whey, a whey protein shake, all you're seeing is the protein. You're not looking at numbers. You're not looking at the food as a whole. Right. Yeah. And, and those words, you know, misled me for so many years and mm -hmm. mislead so many people. And if you can, remove those words and not look at a piece of fruit as high carb and high sugar, 
and look at a piece of fruit as one of the healthiest foods on the planet. Um, and simply ask the question when you sit down to eat something, does this food promote my health or not? Not how many grams of protein, not how many grams of carbs, um, or sugar content or any of that stuff. Will this promote my health or will it not? And that's the only question. And if you do that, if you're an athlete, you're going to perform at your peak. You're going to have no problem building muscle or any of that stuff. Because again, you're aiding your body and doing all that if you're asking that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the advice I would give myself, my younger uh, self. <laughs> and then uh, the second, second part of that was advice for people to yeah. head that direction. Yeah. Three tips uh, that are, you know, on the fence or, you know, want to make a transition or start, but you know, where to, where to go first. I think first in what helped me was I'm sitting here with you on this podcast, right? People may be resonating with some of it. Um, but I would say, don't listen to me, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm just somebody on a podcast, right? Go do your own research. You know, it's out there. If, Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, a great place I always direct people is nutritionfacts.org. I think that's mm-hmm. a, that's an amazing resource and fantastic resource. Yeah, and just do the do the research for yourself and and block out the you know the the articles you find on Google and and things like that and just look at the science and um you know it'll give you your why right it'll kind of bury the fact that you're you're on the right path. Here's all this science saying, hey, the more plants you eat, the better off you're going to be. Um, so for me, for me, just getting the information was important. Secondly, you don't have to go vegan. You don't have to go plant-based, right? All all you got to do is incorporate more plants into your diet and understand that, Mm -hmm. you know, the more of those you eat, the better off you're going to be. And I see so many people that, you know, they wake up Monday morning after a debaucherous weekend and, they're like, all right, I'm, you know, I'm finally going to give this a shot. I'm going vegan or I'm going plant-based. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on Wednesday, they have a little cheese on their salad accidentally and, and they throw their hands up and they, ah, oh, you know, I, I, I failed. Right. And, you know, it's not about being perfect. Um, it's about, you know, just, just eating more plants as much as yeah. you can. And if you go off the rails here and there, you know, just get right back on the train. You know, it's not a failure. It's just, you know, step by step, step by step improvements. Yeah. Yeah. So those are two big ones. And I guess the third one I would say is just, just trust in it. And, and that's kind of with any change that you make in your life, you know, you're not going to start your company and make millions in six months. You're not going to see all the results right away. You know, just like anything in life, it, it's work. It's a, it's a new change. It's a new habit. Um, your body might even feel a little weird at first. You might not get the high that I got from my green smoothie right away. You know, you're yeah. a lot of people. I feel like they they go through almost like a, a detox period. And I would say just trust it, stick with it. You know, commit mm-hmm. to commit to six months. You know. Your, yeah. your, your health is not going to decline. It, it, it's only positive can come from this. Um, yeah. And just trust in it, work at it. And a few months in, you'll have all these new habits. And again, it's not about being perfect, but it's it's commit to it, trust, trust it. And, you know, from there, yeah, the rest will follow. And, and I will say too, you know, 
when it comes to the food, it's, I think it's probably one of the most important aspects of health, but it's just understand that it's just a bucket. You know, you can, Mm -hmm. you can eat plant-based whole food, plant-based all you want. If you're stressed, if you, um, are not sleeping well, if you're not moving, if you're not doing other things, you know, you're not going to get to the promised land either. So understand it's, it's an aspect of, of the big picture. Um, but in my opinion, it's one of the most important. Yeah. So yes, thank you for that. Uh, those tips were definitely golden. And, um, you know, I, I love it. The fact that, you know, it's really about sticking with it and, and being okay with faltering, being okay with, you know, stumbling, you know, because like you said, in all aspects of life, you know, we just have to keep, keep, you know, continuing to practice at it. And if you don't, you know, continue to practice, you don't, you know, not do the repetition, you won't learn from it, you know what I'm saying? So, and, um, you know, I always tell exactly how I, you know, counsel, counsel and coach my patients the same, just eat more plants. I'm not going to tell you to go on a diet. I just need you to eat more plants and, you know, the rest will follow. So, Thank you so much, um, you know, for coming on, sharing uh, your experience. Um, tell everyone um, if they were to look you up, you know, how can they find you? Yeah, in, Instagram is probably the place I'm most active at Eat Green Make Green, um, and then my website is eatgreenmakegreen.com. Um, just about everywhere I'm Eat Green Make Green. Okay. Including YouTube. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Don't forget YouTube. (laughs) So, Hey, Pat, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, you're doing some big things, uh, uh, out in Boston and I know you're also, you know, traveling a lot and, you know, making things happen, but thank you so much for sharing your story. And I know a lot of people are going to, you know, benefit, um, uh, from, from this. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm fired up. We did this and, uh, thanks for doing this podcast and, and doing what you're doing and, uh, getting great information to people. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Thrive Bites. Please check back here weekly every Wednesday and we will see you on the next video. So long guys. Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.